0: I I know. I wasn't asking you. (laughs) Are we we Dora the exploring it? Yes. Can you say true crime? Say true crime. Say true crime. True crime. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we we were waiting. But no, but you don't remember. That's exactly. Did you not watch Dora? Because that's how it would be. You'd be like, do I say it? Do I not say it? And then as soon as you say it, she's like, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't really. And if Uh, I ever did, it was like a million years ago. Yeah, see, I had younger siblings. No, there was a lot of Dora, like the Wiggles, Dora, Bob the Builder. There was a Bob the Builder album that had uh, Elton John song covers. I think is what it was. Wow, and worse than Kids Bob, it fucking slapped. No, it was great. All right, (laughs) it was great. It was all construction theme pivoting yes. wildly from that
1: topic uh welcome to the podcast that's Haley. that's caitlin
0: that's us
1: and this we're is crime, crime culture. culture there oh, we go did i beat
0: you sorry My um bad.
1: yeah um so it's february
0: mm-hmm.
1: hello february hello and we're gonna do a couple episodes uh in honor of black history month because
0: yeah. why not here we yeah. go Seems like a fun idea, and Haley's kicking it off. I don't, I am. I'm not, that's not me saying you have to start your episode right now. I'm just saying, no, like, we're, we're going. Haley's, um, Haley's, we're, we're moving.
1: I had this actually on my list of episodes to do for quite a while, and then mm-hmm. I was like, what better time to do it than now? So, hmm. this is uh, the case of the very appropriately named Loving v. Virginia. Hell and, yeah. um, I vaguely, vaguely remember learning about this in, like, briefly in high school.
0: Yes. A simple skimming. Yes.
1: Just be like, this happened, okay, now we're going into this. Mm -hmm. Um, So if anyone doesn't know, this is um, the case that really um, changed everything when it came to interracial marriage. Mm -hmm. And here we go. So, Mildred Jetter was the daughter of... Musail, and Theoliver Jetter. She was born July 22nd, 1939, and raised in the small community of Central Point in Carolyn County, Virginia. She identified culturally as Native American, specifically Rappahannock, a historic and now federally recognized tribe in Virginia. She is often described as having Native American and African American ancestry. Uh, she was also reported in some places to have uh, Cherokee, Portuguese, and African-American ancestry. Oh, so wow.
0: She's just one of those that's hugely diverse. Yeah, a 23 and Me dream. Yes. Everybody um, should wish to have that kind of, <laughs> like, but it's true.
1: Yeah, I'm, and you get, like, all the benefits from all the different cultures. Yeah. So, oh, so Richard Loving was born October 29th, 1933, and was the son of Lola and Twiley Loving, Twilly? I think it's Twilly. Okay. Um, he was also born and raised in Central Point, where he became a construction worker after school. He was European-American, classified as white. His maternal grandfather, T.P. Farmer, fought for the Confederacy in the Civil War.
0: Ooh, that yeah. is not something to brag about. Sometimes it happens. It, you know, yeah, these things, they, they happened. That's the unfortunate part, and that's why yeah. we should teach them. You got to acknowledge it. Um, Mm -hmm. Richard's father worked
1: for one of the wealthiest black men in the county for 25 years. And as a result of being in those circles, some of Richard's closest companions were black, including those he drag raced with um, was Mildred's older
0: brothers. Ooh, he drag raced. Not that drag race. No, I know not that drag race. (laughs) I don't think RuPaul was even born yet. No. But... Like, that's still, that's fun. That's dangerous. Ooh, he was dangerous. He was her brother's friend and he drag raced. Yeah. No wonder. Uh, Richard said, quote,
1: there's just a few people that live in the community, a few white and a few black. And as I grew up and as they grew up, we all helped one another. It was all, as I say, mixed together to start with and just kept going that way. End quote. The first, uh, the two met. Uh, When Mildred was 11 and Richard was 17, like I said, he was a friend of the family. He was friends with her brothers. Mm -hmm. And years later, when she was in high school, they began dating. When Mildred was 18, she became pregnant and Richard moved into the Jetter household. They decided to get married in the summer of 1958 and they traveled to Washington, D.C. to do so. At the time, interracial marriage was banned in Virginia by the Racial Integrity Act of 1924, which I'm going to get Mm. to in a second. Mildred later stated that when they went to go get married, she didn't realize that marriage was illegal in Virginia, but she Mm. uh, later believed that her husband did know. And maybe that's why they went to D.C. to do it, because D.C., while it's within
0: the state of Virginia, it is its own place. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... um oh fuck i know what it is it's not a territory it's something i don't know it doesn't it it doesn't yeah it does it doesn't matter the point is it's not a state and it's not yeah it's not things fly and it's very weird it's it's america's fucking weird
1: yeah it is yeah dumb and uh to illustrate some of how dumb the United States was at this time, mm. the Racial Integrity Act of 1924. So oh. this act reinforced racial segregation by prohibiting interracial marriage and classifying it uh, as a white person, as a person who, quote, has no trace whatsoever of any blood other than Caucasian, end quote.
0: Which is simply impossible also. Yeah. Like, so the how act, do you know? How do you act, know? Sorry. Well, we're going get mad. into it. I'm just mad. Okay, go ahead. So the act stemmed from the
1: eugenist and scientific racist propaganda movements pushed Mm -hmm. by Walter Plecker, who was a white supremacist and eugenist who who held the post of Registrar of the Virginia Bureau of Vital Statistics. Um, To really illustrate how much of a piece of shit this guy was, he later admitted to reinforcing the Racial Integrity Act, extending far beyond his jurisdiction in the segregated society. For instance, he pressured school superintendents to exclude mixed race children <gasps> from white schools uh plecker also ordered the ex- exhumation of dead bodies of quote-unquote questionable ancestry from white cemeteries to be re elsewhere what the fuck yeah so even after death he was like no no get get these people out of here he sucks so like
0: oh that guy do we hear more about him very very briefly all right well then i'm going to say it now that i really really hope that karma gets his ass because like when you also when you're digging up body forget that you're fucking with children that's yeah. that's a that's an absolute like one-way ticket to jail but like yeah. or not jail i guess but like hell definitely um but you're digging up dead bodies you don't do that like and just it was just people with quote-unquote questionable Question. ancestry and everybody's got questionable ancestry are you fucking kidding me
1: but also once these people are dead why do you why are you digging into it what
0: does it nah, matter it, literally literally yeah. but at the uh, like but you know like you disturb this shit it comes back and it gets you and yeah. i sincerely well, Caitlin, hope it came what? back and got this man i don't spoil it,
1: it guess but here's the, not spoiling uh oh, he's okay. dead now
0: yeah he's burning now but i mean in life i hope that he had fear i just i well you can't live with that much
1: hate in your heart and be
0: like well adjusted a good a good person Um, no absolutely not i think that that's that goes without saying but i hope that this guy that that i really hope that like all that bad karma and all of that came and got his ass like that's you don't do any of that shit like They did back then. You don't. uh, I know, but I'm just saying don't. Like, don't. Maybe don't. don't. (laughs) Maybe
1: don't. So the act was part of a series of racial integrity laws enacted in Virginia to reinforce racial hierarchies and prohibit the mixing of races. Other statutes included the Public Assemblages Act of 1926, which required the racial segregation of all public meeting areas. And there was a 1930 act that, defined any person with even a trace of African ancestry as black, thus codifying the so-called one-drop rule, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But the Racial Integrity Act required that all birth certificates and marriage certificates in Virginia to include the person's race as either white or colored. The act classified all non-whites, including Native Americans, as colored. Pleckard was convinced that most Native Americans had African a- heritage and were lying and trying to pass as Native American to uh, evade segregation. The, I can't with this guy. No, the, no, effects, yeah. the but the effects of this were quickly seen. By 1930, the US census for Virginia recorded 779 Native Americans. By 1940, the number had been reduced to just 198. Mm-hmm. In effect, Native Americans were being erased as a group from official records. Because of this act, two or three generations of Virginia Native Americans had their ethnic identity altered on these public documents. Oh, my God. It was reported that Plecker's tampering with vital records of the Virginia Native American tribes made it impossible for descendants of six to eight tribes recognized by the state to gain federal recognition because they could no longer prove their Native American ancestry by documented historical, uh, by documented historical continuity. Oh, my God. This is, uh, this is a, Uh, black history month we're talking about that but the native americans were also hugely hugely affected by all of this as well
0: like it yeah like the just the ripple effect is yeah fucking awful just
1: because a guy pretty much his entire reasoning was i don't like it
0: and also it's it's such a stupid i'm sorry like it's just such a a like what's the word that i'm looking for like low brow just horribly just not intelligent like you're not hating these people for any reason other than the color of their skin like literally it's it's this doesn't like you can walk into a room
1: And there's five white people and five black people, and he would immediately go over to the five white people. Meanwhile, those white people could be Ted Bundy, exactly um, (laughs) Charles
0: Manson. That's what I'm saying. Like it just it why like it doesn't. I know. I I mean, that's going to be this entire
1: month talking about this. It's just going to be like like looking back with 2023 eyes. It's obvious for
0: us to be like, yeah, like i mean why do any of this it's obvious for us but this is still unfortunately like no as far as i know they're not digging up bodies but this is still happening in 2023 and we've definitely gone backwards yes like they're talking about repealing spoiler alert like the legislation brought on by loving v virginia like there's we're not we're not necessarily doing that much better we're not done but it's and but you're telling me also about this guy and how how are we not learning about this like that they were like we learned about body snatchers in school in Mm -hmm. like and things like that and how oh this was awful or whatever they're digging up bodies for science you mean to tell me that this dude was digging up bodies out of ignorance out of out of prejudice and we didn't we're not taught about this? Like, that seems uh, like something that we should have learned about.
1: Uh, Yeah, and I think that's kind of what we're trying to do with our episodes this month is talk about stuff that maybe you heard about in passing in school but didn't really get a full education on. Um, Specifically, stuff like this. I don't remember learning about the Racial Integrity Act. Mm -mm. But um, in addition to the Racial Integrity Act, there was also mass involuntary sterilizations that were honestly too depressing to talk about uh right now but i encourage everyone to do research on the topic because it's very important uh for us to know what our country did terrifyingly not too long ago mm-hmm. no um and what again year did you say this it's was? um i don't have the exact year on that it's, it's around this time of the racial integrity act um okay but yeah it's it's definitely not long enough ago for us to forget under and, 100 um, years
0: yeah under, and they don't uh, teach like about around in school so 65 ish Give yeah. or take. Like our parents were well, alive. This whole
1: this whole thing that this whole case that we're gonna get into, like my parents were around for this. Exactly. Yeah. So the um I digress from all this. So the Lovings returned home to Central Point after they were married, where they were arrested in their bed in the early morning hours, just five weeks after their wedding by the county sheriff who had received an anonymous tip and charged them with, quote, cohabitating as man and wife against the peace and dignity of the Commonwealth, end quote.
0: Why is it anybody's business? Like, oh. They broke into their house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They broke into their house because, oh, they're married and they're sleeping in the same bed. Even if they're not married, they're sleeping in the... It was an anonymous tip. Yeah. Bull fucking shit.
1: I had read from a couple different places that they did it at this specific time because they were uh, hopefully trying to find them having sex. Because they could have slapped them with even more uh, problems because
0: because of them being intimate with each other like well and also that just goes to show how much sex they're having because who has sex in the morning
1: yeah right jesus christ it was like Like, the real oh tell us you're not getting any you're racist and you're getting none yeah um and when they were being taken out of their house mildred like pointed to the the wall where they had their marriage license and be like we're married and the yeah and the um
0: They the, have their marriage license framed.
1: I know, right? I love and the that. County, the county sheriff is like, "Well, that's not recognized here." What the?
0: F- yeah. They went to the nation's capital. Are you kidding me? Do you yeah. not recognize the president then either? Like, this is so fucking right.
1: arbitrary. So, they pled guilty and were convicted by the Carolyn County Circuit Court on January 6th, 1959. Ooh. Um, yeah, another January 6th. <laughs> um, they were sentenced to one year in prison, suspended for 25 years on the condition that they leave
0: the state. Sus- yeah, And also, they, so on the condition that they leave the state, does that mean that then they'd have to come back in 25 years and serve a year? I think, I don't know the ex- the exact specifications, um,
1: but they, they moved to Washington, D.C., Good. but they missed their country town so much. I mean, that's yeah. where they grew up. That's where they met. Yeah. That's where they fell in their love. Families. That's where their family. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they had a, a small baby at this point. So they had yeah. to think of, like, all right, well, we got to do what's best for our family. We yeah. can't just, like, stand up and, like, go to court and,
0: like, leave our little baby. Right. Um, well, but also, they've got this small baby. And yeah, they've got to do what, t- what they can to care for the baby. But also, like, that's what happens. Like, like, you have a baby, and like, God willing, like your family is there to help out, and your friends are there to help out, and they can't even have any of that, exactly, yeah, because they can't step foot like it's just yeah this is like they, it, so they moved robbed. to washington,
1: they moved to washington d c which, like we said, is within the state of Virginia, but it's not part of Virginia, right. uh, but they were frustrated by their inability to travel together to visit their families. They'd have to go individually because if they were together, yeah visiting the state then they would be arrested again yeah um and they were frustrated they had social isolation like we said there were financial difficulties it's much more expensive to live in dc Mm -hmm. than in their tiny little country town so in 1964 after their youngest son was hit by a car in the busy streets (gasps) of washington dc he was he survived he was fine um but it was that moment that they were like we can't do this anymore we have to move back um we have to go so they've filed a suit to vacate the judgment against them so that they would be allowed to return home.
0: Good for them. Um,
1: yes. So before we get into the Supreme Court case, we're gonna, I'm going to mention anti-miscegenation laws a bunch. Um, so I just wanted to talk quickly about what those are. So these laws are a series of laws that enforce racial segregation at the level of marriage and intimate relationships by criminalizing interracial marriage and sometimes also sex between members of different races. hmm Anti-miscegenation laws had been in place in certain states since the colonial period, the first being passed in 1691 by the oh. Maryland uh, General Assembly, criminalizing interracial marriage. By the late 1800s, 38 states had anti-miscegenation statutes. By 1924, the ban on interracial marriage was still enforced in 29 states. A major concern was how to draw the line between black and white in society and in which white men had many children with enslaved black women Mm -hmm. on the one hand a person's reputation as black or white was usually what mattered in practice on the other hand most laws use the what i referenced before the uh one drop of blood rule which meant that one black ancestor made a person black in the view of the law which is insane (laughs)
0: like it's just it's like you're gonna dig through this person's family tree just because you don't like them like why yeah what is the purpose like I just I don't understand like it's it's horrific like I'm not trying to to what's the word that I'm looking for I'm not trying to diminish how awful this is for the people who dealt with it but it also just it really does what is the purpose like why yeah. why would you you you're spending are spending
1: all of this time and uh, energy and hate
0: and assume yeah. like I'm assuming a lot of money too to do all this for what? Yeah, and you're gonna die someday. And what have you accomplished? Oh, but I I, I dug up eighty bodies like it like why Yeah, I what separated the, families. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. That's I moved lives. Of. Yeah, exactly. Um I think I'm still going to heaven though. Like it's yeah. just it's 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 beyond it's disgraceful it's yeah. so it's it's a fucking stain on our history It's is right. what spoiler it is and alert, these people are a joke
1: spoiler alert uh this episode ends on a good note yes so um just one last thing about anti-miscegenation laws in 1967 16 states still maintained laws mainly surprise surprise in the american south
0: wow wonder what the connection could be there can't yeah. possibly think so, emboldened our, by the we civil love our rights, southern listeners, because we know you wouldn't ever do this. Okay, go ahead.
1: It's, it's southern, the South has changed a lot. Hopefully, yes. it can continue to change. But yes, um, there's not all bad people in the South. No. Yeah. So, emboldened by the civil rights movement, Mildred wrote to the U.S. Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, who helped refer her to the American Civil Liberties Union, which is the ACLU, mm-hmm. and they agreed to take the case. The ACLU assigned a young volunteer lawyer, Bernie Cohen, to the case. Mm -hmm. Cohen had virtually no experience with the type of law the Lovings case required, so he sought help from another young ACLU volunteer attorney, Phil Hirschkop. Hirschkop and Cohen represented the Lovings in appeals to both district and appellate courts. They filed a motion on behalf of the Lovings in Virginia's Carolyn County Circuit Court that requested the court vacate the criminal judgments and set aside the Loving sentences on the grounds that Virginia miscegenation statutes ran counter to the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, which reads in part, quote, nor shall any state deny any person within its jur- jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws, end quote. Um, so they're saying that, Ver, like what they were originally sentenced to, or what they were convicted of, is directly uh, butting heads with the Fourteenth Amendment, which is yeah a uh a, like it supersedes mm-hmm. the Virginia's ooh.
0: laws. I love I'm, your 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 SAT <laughs> I'm barely, words. I'm barely I'm barely getting by with words today, so ooh, forgive me. me. I'm swooning. I'm sw- I'm woundin'. I'm swooning. So love-
1: on I've October. October 28, 1964, after waiting almost a year for a response to their motion, the ACLU attorneys filed a federal class action lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia. This prompted the county court judge in the case, Leon M. Bazile, to issue a ruling on the long-pending motion to vacate. Echoing Johann Frederick Block- Blockman's 18th-century interpretation of race, Bazile denied the motion with the words, quote,
0: this is going to make you so angry. Oh, gonna make
1: Everyone's going to be, like, pull over if you're driving right now because you're going to crash your car.
0: Everybody take your blood pressure medication. Huh.
1: Quote, Almighty God created the races, white, black, yellow, Malay, and red, and he placed them on separate continents. And but for the interference with his arrangement, there would be no cause for such marriages. The fact that he separated the races shows that he did not intend for the races to mix. End quote.
0: i have so many thoughts like yes. my my brain all all i hear is yelling mm-hmm. like first of all i no like yeah bean um like for like i'm sorry first of all my brain just short-circuited i from know that, from I, that i, can't, stu- I, can't I just lost brain cells listening to that stupidity like i'm sorry y'all never heard of fucking pangea first of all no like he's heard of adam and eve not adam and steve caitlin not adam and steve and there was Um, a snake that talked and there was an apple well and and don't you know god the creator of all living things white god clearly a man yeah clearly a white man um because we all know where do babies come from they come from men um God ripped a rib out of Adam to make a woman, and Adam was fine. Adam didn't bleed out. Nothing happened to Adam. Adam did a okay, and they proceeded to just fuck like bunnies and populate the earth. This is what we're going with. This is the hill we're gonna die on. Like That's
1: what the, yes, what, and also I'll I'll uh, reiterate. This was an 18th century interpretation of race. So let's let's get our references up a little bit how about that i I mean like this is just i'm i'm yeah so they made they made the lovings wait for over a year just to
0: be like no god says this god says and again where's the separation of church and state why why do i seem to be why do we seem to be the only people who remember the separation of church and state i know like, I learned the fuck about that in school. Yeah. And yet, it's like, it's like a fucking mandala effect, apparently. Yep. Mandela. So on January Sorry. 22nd,
1: 1965, a three-judge district court panel postponed the decision on the federal class action case while the Lovings appealed Judge Bazile's decision on the constitutional grounds to the Virginia Supreme Court. On March 7th, 1966, Justice Harry L. Carrico who later became the chief justice of the court, wrote an opinion for the court upholding the constitutionality of the anti-miscegenation statutes, claiming that the criminalization of the Loving's marriage was not a violation of the equal protection clause because both the white and the non-white spouse (laughs) were punished equally for the miscegenation. However, the court did find the Loving's sentence to be unconstitutionally vague ordering that they be resentenced to the Carolyn County circuit court. So they were like, uh, no, it doesn't violate the Equal Protection Clause because Richard is also being punished for this, um, as well as his wife. And he's the white guy in this situation. So, yeah.
0: Like, so the Loving, it's just, they're making yeah. no su- the,
1: uh, Absolutely no sense. I hate it. I hate it, everything it. really, about
0: it. it makes no sense.
1: So the Loving, still supported by the ACLU, appealed the state supreme court's decision to the supreme court of the united states so each state has its own supreme court and then this is the supreme court of the the nation um where virginia was represented by robert mcclay mcclawan i don't know how to say that of the uh, state's attorney general office the supreme court agreed on december 12th 1966 to accept the case for final review And never won for the spotlight, Mildred and Richard declined to attend the Supreme Court hearing, but lawyer uh, Bernie Cohen conveyed the personal message that he had been given by Richard Loving saying, quote, Mr. Cohen, tell the court I love my wife and it is just unfair that I can't live with her in Virginia, end quote. Mm hmm. So I think that just really boils it down. And I'll say um, later in a Life magazine article published in 1966, Richard said, quote, we are not doing this just because somebody had to do it and we wanted to be the ones we are doing it for us because we want to live here, End quote. Mm-hmm. And then Mildred told the Washington Evening Star, quote, we loved each other and we got married. We are not marrying the state. The law should allow a person to marry anyone he wants, End quote. So it really just shows like they're not trying to be figureheads. They're not trying to be like the ones to to get out there and do it. They're just like I love this person and want to live in this state with them. And And that and also kind of illustrates that they love Virginia. Like yeah, they want despite. to live there. They want to live there and work there and raise their family there. It's almost
0: like Virginia is for lovers.
1: Well, we're going to get into a book that's like kind of (laughs) named that in a minute. Um, So the court first addressed whether Virginia's this is the, the Supreme Court. They first addressed whether Virginia's Racial Integrity Act violated the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. Virginia officials had argued that the act didn't violate the Equal Protection Clause, like I said, because it equally burdened both the white and non-white participants since the punishment for violating the statute was the same, regardless of the offenders race. For example, a white person who marries a black person was subject to the same penalties as a black person who marries a white person, which is the fucking same, uh, (laughs) the same instance Uh, so the court had accepted this equal burden argument 84 years earlier in its 1883 decision in the pace v alabama case this is very similar to the lovings a black man tony pace and his white partner mary cox were sentenced to two years in prison for their relationship there's more information on that if you you dig for it Mm -hmm. Um, but in the loving case The court rejected the argument, saying, quote, We reject the notion that the mere equal application of a statute containing racial classifications is enough to remove classifications from the 14th Amendment's prescription of all invidious racial discriminations. The state of Virginia finds support for its equal application theory in the decision of the court v. Pace. Uh, the court in pace v alabama however as recently as 1964 term in rejecting the reasoning of that case we state uh, pace represents a limited view of the equal protection clause which has not withstood analysis in the subsequent decisions of this court end quote so that's just all fancy words of being like you're you're citing this case from 1883 but these are different circumstances and uh the the Supreme court no longer takes that case and uses it as a precedent for anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're like, uh, go fuck yourself on that count. Mm. The court then, uh, said that because the Virginia racial integrity act used racial, racial classifications as a basis for imposing criminal culpability, the equal protection clause required the court to strictly scrutinize the act's provisions. Quote, there can be no question that the Virginia's miscegenation statutes rest solely upon distinctions drawn according to race. The statutes prescribe generally accepted conduct if engaged in by members of different races. Over the years, this court has consistently repudiated distinctions between citizens solely based on their ancestry as being odious to a free people whose institutions are founded upon the doctrine of equality. End quote. Mm hmm. Um, at the very least, the Equal Protection Clause demands that racial classifications, especially suspects in criminal statutes, be subjected to the most rigid scrutiny. And applying the strict scrutiny and standard of review, the court concluded that Virginia's Act had no discernible purpose other than, quote, invidious racial discrimination, end quote, that was designed to, quote, maintain white supremacy, end quote. Mm-hmm uh the court therefore ruled that the act violated the equal protection clause they're like yeah this this statute that you convicted them on originally is in direct yeah direct violation of their right to live their own lives yeah um it's conflicting yes the supreme court ruling said quote There's patently no legitimate overriding purpose independent of invidious racial discrimination, which justifies this classification. The fact that Virginia prohibits only interracial marriages involving white persons demonstrates that racial classifications must stand on their own justification as measures designed to maintain white supremacy. We have consistently denied the constitutionality of measures which restrict the rights of citizens on account of race. There can be no doubt that restricting the freedom to marry solely based on racial classifications violates the central meaning of the Equal Protection Clause, end quote. And I will say uh, they mention in there that they're like, you only uphold this when it's a white person involved. Exactly. If it was a Native American person and a black person, would you care? If it was an Asian person and a black person, would you care? No, it's a white person. So
0: you're like, um, let's hit the bricks on that one. Well, and I think it's, it's also because I was thinking about this as you were saying this. I think it's also interesting that they're viewing this as a black person can't marry a white person, but equally affected is a white person can't marry a black person. Yeah. And they're sitting there being like, oh no, like you can't tell white people what you're doing that. You're doing exactly that. Like it, you, you are poking holes in your own logic.
1: Yeah. Richard said in his, in his statement, he's like, I love my wife and I want to live in Virginia with her. He's not being held at gunpoint to be like, to be with this person like no. he loves her he
0: chose to do this and i mean think of all the unhappy ass marriages that yeah. there are like and and why is it who is it hurting who is this affecting like yeah. oh no next thing we'll have well-adjusted adults because their parents loved each other we can't have that like yeah, exactly. it's just where is the uh, It it's just it's it's embarrassing it's just it's i don't it's
1: it's just
0: racism there is no
1: way to be like oh well scientifically or like done with research this is what happens to mixed race children or people that have grown up in a mixed race household like that's there is none yeah (laughs) there's there's no there's nothing
0: yeah i it's stupid It, it is it really is like it's just i don't I can't wrap my head around it, and there are people who still believe this, and I can't wrap my yes. head around that either. Well,
1: it's okay because it ends. It ends great. Exactly. So the court ended its opinion with a short section holding the Virginia's racial integrity act also violated the Fourteenth Amendment's due process clause. The court said that the freedom to marry is a fundamental constitutional right, and is held, a, and it held that depriving Americans of it uh, on an arbitrary basis, such as race, was unconstitutional. Quote, these statutes also deprive the lovings of liberty without due process in Mm -hmm. uh, due process of law in violation of the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. The freedom to marry has long been recognized as one of the vital personal rights essential to the orderly pursuit of happiness by free men. Marriage is one of the basic civil rights of man, fundamental to our very existence and survival. To deny this fundamental freedom on an on a so unsupportable basis as racial classifications embodied in these statutes, uh, classifications so directly subversive of the principle of equality at the heart of the 14th amendment is surely to deprive all of the state citizens of liberty without due process of law, end quote. So the, the Supreme court's really handed in the, to them. Oh, and yeah. on June 12th, 1967, the Supreme court issued a unanimous nine to zero decision in favor Hell of yeah. lovings that overturned their criminal convictions and struck down virginia's anti-miscegenation law the court's opinion was written by chief justice earl warren and all the justices all the justices joined it so fuck yeah um again like i said um earlier the the lovings never wanted to be in the spotlight they never wanted to be famous for this they never wanted to be in all the newspapers for this there's not a ton of um interviews they were very private people they just they just wanted to live in their own
0: home yeah. um, they didn't want it to they they did not escalate they didn't ask this for, yeah they didn't ask for, for yes they yeah. didn't escalate this for like the money or like the fame or anything like that not yeah, that there was even them. money in it they did it for themselves they did it for their family
1: yeah they had two children together donald lendberg loving and peggy loving Uh, Mildred had an older son, Sidney Clay Jetter, who was born um, in a previous relationship uh, to Mm -hmm. Richard, um, but he lived with them. Um, Each of the children married and had their own families. At the time of her death, Mildred had eight great-grandchildren and 11 great-grandchildren.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: After the Supreme Court ruled on the case in 1967, the couple moved with their children back to Central Point, Virginia, where Richard, who I said earlier, was... uh, construction worker when he left school he built them a house that they lived in for the rest of their lives
0: oh my god yes oh my
1: god that's some notebook shit right um uh. now nah, this is for the sad part on june ninth, 1975 a drunk driver struck the loving's car in caroline county virginia richard was killed in the crash at age 41 and mildred lost her right eye
0: wait what i
1: didn't know this yeah yeah and no in 19 1967 was the ruling he died in 1975 that's what i'm saying like they had like they should have had so much more time they should have together. had so much more time like that's yeah Gosh. it's very sad um but on june 12 2007 mildred issued a statement for the 40th anniversary of the loving virginia supreme court decision she concluded her statement by saying quote My generation was bitterly divided over something that should have been so clear and right. The majority believed that what the judge said, that it was God's plan to keep people apart and that the government should discriminate against people in love. But I have long lived, I have lived long enough now to see big changes. The older generation's fear and prejudices are giving way and today's young people realize that if someone loves someone they have the right to marry surrounded as i am now by wonderful children and grandchildren not a day goes by that i don't think of richard and our love our right to Mm -hmm. marry and how much it meant to me to have that freedom to marry the person precious to me even if others thought that he was the wrong kind of person for me to marry I believe all Americans, no matter their race, no matter their sex, no matter their sexual orientation, should have the that same freedom to marry. Government has no business imposing some people's religious beliefs over others, especially if it denies people's civil rights. I am still not a political person, but I am proud that Richards and my name is on the court case that can help reinforce the love, the commitment, the fairness, and the family that so many people, black or white, young or old, gay or straight, seek in life. I support the freedom to marry for all. That is what that that's what loving capital loving and loving lowercase loving are all about. Oh, end quote. Just so so beautifully articulate. Um, so, about a so. year later. Go ahead. on may 2nd 2008 mildred died of pneumonia in milford uh virginia at 68 her daughter peggy loving fortune said quote i want people to remember her as being strong and brave yet humble and believing in love end quote
0: like i just i i i simply i i don't have the like so you know how they always say or at least this is what i used to hear growing up forgive me if this is not a common thing that i used to hear but Mm -hmm. people would always refer to uh jfk and jackie onassis kennedy as like that great american love story Mm -hmm. and blah 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 no a rich
1: a rich white man from a political family found a woman
0: (laughs) found and cheated on that woman with Nearly anything that moved. They were Dis- both extremely attractive white people. They were so, both extremely attractive white yeah. people. Though, I mean, I looked up the Lovings, and they were by no means—they're they're like, gorgeous. They're, yes, and their yeah. kids are also just beautiful. Um, like I'm looking, I'm like, oh my god, like this is a beautiful family. Um, ten out of ten would watch them on E. No. Um, but I like this is the this is this encapsulates just like the American dream the great american love story definitely just like i like it it, it breaks me that they didn't get their like hap- like they got their happily ever after but that it was cut so short yeah um but it just it truly is though like the 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 everyone should have a love yeah and like although that. mildred
1: mildred didn't want to be like in the spotlight she didn't want to be like really interviewed like this uh interview in 2007 was not like uh like she wasn't giving interviews her whole life. She lived a very no. quiet life after yeah. after everything happened. Um, but that she 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 got to see what this did for so many other couples,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and even like I'm, I'll talk about the cultural impact and what it did for the um, the same sex marriage um, movement. Like
0: it just it changed everything yeah with this, well, this one decision exactly like you think that even if you're like white like you think that this didn't affect your like this this decision didn't affect like your life maybe or anything like that and like it really does it changes because, everything yes like you you don't understand how like the ripple effect is so wide because it doesn't just extend into marriage it extends into just the very fabric of our country and what is like breaking barriers and showing what is possible in politics, in social, um, what's the word that I'm looking for, Hale? Um, like social it's practice, just, in film, it, in, yeah. in music, in it's television. Just the,
1: it's the snowball effect. It's like this one decision will lead to another decision, which will yes. lead to another decision. So maybe, maybe this doesn't affect you. Being in an interracial relationship, but that decision could lead to so many other things that one day something that this touched is going to affect you. But yes,
0: that's exactly the point. It's like okay, your your favorite, like your favorite books, your favorite movies, your favorite TV shows. Like look at all the Star Trek fans are that are out there do you think that had this case not been decided in favor of the lovings, if we would have gotten that kiss with Nichelle Nichols and William Shatner, which yeah. then completely changed television and how things were able to be portrayed, we wouldn't have fucking Sidney Poitier being his fine self all on the, t- on the silver screen. Like we it, it's the repercussions are so beyond. Like, I think that as being a couple generations removed from it as we are Mm -hmm. that you don't, that that you can kind of take advantage of that.
1: Yeah. But, and we're, I think we're kind of removed from it to the point of where like, it's just so commonplace. It's like, you don't even think about it. And we, we have the luxury of not having to think about that. I think, Mm -hmm. I think the, the ruling on same sex marriage has more of a, like a, an impact on our our lives now because it happened at an age where it was like we we knew people yeah. before and now we know people after yeah it's, it's just like it's wild to think about it, it and my parents it were my parents were i mean they were young when this happened but mm-hmm. they were alive
0: <laughs> yeah but so, that's exactly it we're not that far yeah. removed from it and yeah. it it just it really could have gone so many other ways like i, I mean, love the fact that it was unanimous yes i know that's a just it's can so, you imagine so you be unanimous you. now no <laughs> no i truly can't
1: and just honestly anything- if something
0: unanimous does happen now if anything i fear it um yeah right
1: it, it's um, just So the final sentence of Mildred Loving's obituary in the New York Times notes her statement to the uh, 40th anniversary of the case that I talked about. Mm -hmm. It says, quote, a modest homemaker, Loving never thought that she'd done anything extraordinary. Quote, it was my doing, Loving told the Associated Press in a rare interview. It was God's work, end quote. Um, So the cultural impact, like I had said, is far reaches just this one case. After the Loving v. Virginia case, the number of interracial marriages continues to increase across the United States and in the South. In Georgia, for instance, the number of interracial marriages increased from 21 in 1967 to 115 in 1970. At the national level, 0.4% of marriages were interracial in 1960, 2% in 1980, 12% in 2013, and 16% in 2015, and only climbing from there hmm um also it's the uh snowball effect on the same-sex marriage ruling that we mm-hmm. talked about in mm-hmm. is it Oberfeld v. Hodges Oberfeld yeah yes uh from 2015 the Supreme Court invoked the Loving case among others as mm-hmm. precedent for its holding that the states are required to allow same-sex marriages under both the Equal Protection Clause and the Due Process Clause of the Constitution the court's decision in Oberfeld cited Loving nearly a dozen times And was based on the same principles equal equality and the right to marry Mm -hmm. um as far as pop culture goes in 2014 mildred loving was honored as one of the library of virginia's virginia women in history Mm -hmm. in 2017 the virginia department of historic uh, resources dedicated a state historical marker which tells the story of the lovings outside the patrick henry building in richmond the former site of the virginia supreme court of appeals which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird because the virginia supreme court is the one that was like no go fuck yourselves yeah but whatever so i guess their sign gets to stand out there every day now and be like uh we still won bitch (laughs) i'm sure mildred wouldn't say anything like that but no I'm sure she thought it. But we'll say it for her. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Also, one of my favorite things that came out of this is just so beautiful. In the United States, June 12th, uh, the date of the decision has been known as Loving Day, which is an annual unofficial celebration of interracial marriages. It's not officially recognized in the United States uh, by the United States government, despite uh, its attempts to make it so. But several cities and municipalities have issued proclamations officially recognizing Loving Day as a holiday, including Washington, D.C. and Mm -hmm. Carolyn County, Virginia, where the Lovings are from. Many organizations sponsor annual parties across the country with LovingDay.org, providing an online legal map, courtroom uh, history of anti-miscegenation laws, as well as offering testimonials by uh, and resources for interracial couples. Inspired Mm -hmm. by Juneteenth, which commemorates the end of slavery in the state of Texas, um, Loving Day seeks to both commemorate and celebrate the Supreme Court's 1967 ruling, keeping its importance fresh in the minds of generations which had grown up with interracial marriages being legal, like us, as well as explore issues facing couples currently in interracial relationships. The Loving Day website features information including court transcripts of the Loving v. Virginia case, and of other court cases in which the legality of anti miscegenation laws were challenged. Mm-hmm. To celebrate the holiday, people are encouraged to hold parties in which uh, the case and its modern-day legacy are discussed in smaller settings, such as living rooms and backyards, etc., as well as large gatherings. Ken Tana- Tanabe is credited with uh, forming the idea for Loving Day. He created the idea in 2004 for his senior thesis at Parsons, the new school of design. Oh, In new york city yes uh new york times best-selling author heidi w duro uh co-organized the second largest celebration of loving day in the county in the country uh with uh fashion cox di giovanni i think during the annual mixed roots film and literary festival The annual flagship Loving Day celebration in New York City was featured in the BBC documentary series Our World in 2007 on the 40th anniversary of The Loving Decision. Coverage of the annual celebration is also featured in Time Magazine, on The Voice of America, NPR, The Washington Post, and on PBS NewsHour. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a movie from 1996 called Mr. and Mrs. Loving. It doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score, but its audience score is 83%, 84% on Google, and a seven out of ten on IMDB. It stars Timothy Hutton, who was in The Haunting of Hill House, How to Get Away with Murder, and uh that spooky movie with Johnny Depp called Secret Window. Oh. Okay. Yes, I know the spooky movie. Yes. Um Leela Ronchin who was in Waiting for Waiting to Exhale, Why Do Fools Fall in Love at any given Sunday? Bill Nunn, who was in Sister Act, the two mm-hmm. thousand 2000- to spider-man and its sequels and also a raisin in the sun karen robinson who is in lars and the real girl *Shit's creek uh and made for tv movies about mary torno and martha stewart who are oh. spoiler alert upcoming topics yes um isaiah washington was also in this who's in the 100 and a movie i think i've mentioned before ghost ship you have mentioned this fucking <laughs> yes. movie
0: before. I, it always comes back to fucking just, ghost ship. Just with watch you. the opening scene. It's oh great. my god!
1: <laughs> uh, also, Richard Fitzpatrick, who's in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Um, Ooh, yeah good movie. And a movie. Okay, I don't. Uh, he was also in The Music Man, but he was in a movie oh. called Dick. Do you know this movie? Um,
0: you can go fuck yourself because I told you to watch this movie. Oh, you did. Like you did. You did a year ago. Because yes. that's why but I, I got seen into, it. I got obsessed with making, they make these bars in this movie called Hello Dollies, and they're fucking delicious. It stars Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. It's a comedy yes. about Watergate. So yes, it's so <laughs> fucking funny. Yes. Everybody watch it. It's so good. It's great. Um, Corey it's has got Will Ferrell and uh, Chris Kattan, I think.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. So Corey Parker is also in this. Uh, he was in Friday the 13th, part five. And oh. Ruby D, who was also in Raisin in the Sun, mm-hmm. did the right thing mm-hmm. uh, and was a guest on Golden Girls and the 1994 uh, The Stand. Also, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, and one of my favorite old black and white horror movies, Cat People.
0: Yes, you um, definitely know. You think you don't know Ruby D, you definitely know Ruby D. Yes. She's she, oh, RIP, she
1: was great. Uh, this movie first aired on the Showtime network, and according to Mildred Loving, "quote, not much of it was very true. The only part of it, right, was that I had three children." End quote. Ooh. <laughs> I love her. Ooh, what a burn. Uh, yeah. So maybe you want to see it, maybe you don't. It is free on Pluto, the Roku channel, and Amazon Prime Video. So I think go I'm ahead. Uh, there's also the Loving story from 2012. It's a documentary. Mm. Uh, it apparently has 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. Shit. audience score and a 90% on Google, and a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And you can watch it for free on Tubi and Voodoo. It's apparently, I think they said it's on HBO Max, um, and Amazon or Hulu with a premium subscription. Mm. And, uh, probably one of the better known ones, definitely one of the ones that, um, brought this case to my mind is the movie Loving from 2016
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yes it has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes 76% audience score 77% on Google 7 out of 10 on IMDb and the critics consensus is quote Loving takes an understated approach to telling a painful and still relevant real life tale with sensitive performances breathing additional life into a superlative historical drama end quote Um, it stars Joel Egerton who is in zero dark 30 black mass he's an actor screenwriter director and producer of the gift uh he was in the great gatsby the 2004 remake of the thing
0: he was in kinky boots he was and, in kinky uh, boots i think obi-wan he was, kenobi he was in something else too that i can't for the life of me now remember but um, those are just some of the uh the the main ones yeah uh ruth nega who is in ad astra is in mm-hmm. this she plays mildred uh, she was she Mar- was in oh go ahead no Talk. go ahead what else is she in um she was in fucking um what is it called um now i'm now i'm losing it now i'm losing it
1: okay. i didn't reckon when i looked on her um imdb i didn't recognize anything else. i recognized her face but i just didn't recognize anything else she'd been
0: in no you do passing, know passing she was preacher in, um... oh she's in preacher yeah but it wasn't it wasn't preacher Preacher's not the one that i'm thinking of and, and now like really truly like i can't off the top of my head think of what i was what i know her from because because she's brilliant in it but i can't are I'll. I'll it'll come it, to here's you here's an yeah yeah it'll come to me uh martin cos coscus
1: uh, he was in Lord of the Rings, The Bourne Supremacy, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which is still one of my favorite titles ever. <laughs> yes. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, you, a little name called Nick Kroll, you might know. Yeah. Uh, he played Bernie Cohen. He was, uh, obviously, he's been in Big Mouth. You mm-hmm. know him from
0: comedy. Um, oh, hello. And don't worry, darling. Yes. I'm raising my hand um i just looked up because it was really bothering me and ruth nega was in agents of shield that's oh, okay. what it was which i didn't recognize her good from show that. but also yeah she was really good like i love her um alano miller
1: who's in the new dexter iteration oh. um was also in jane the virgin which i had to look up because of it. Oh. i was like "Ooh, jane the virgin yes. um john bass who was in girls miracle workers american horror story and molly's game uh, Michael Shannon of Michael Shannon mm-hmm. fame uh, uh, yes I was gonna say you <laughs> know yes. the Michael Shannon uh, just happened to be in The Shape of Water Revolutionary Road Mud Dives Out uh, and he also played Richard Kuklinski in The Iceman oh which
0: I think he's a good Kuklinski I like that yeah That's good no casting. he does make a good Kuklinski I can't say um, his name but we'll Chris
1: Green who was in Atlanta and the most recent Conjuring movie and Sharon Blackwood who was in The Office and Remember the Titans
0: mm-hmm
1: Oh. Um, Some trivia. Peggy Loving Fortune, the Loving's last surviving child, told people that she was, quote, overwhelmed with emotion, end quote, after seeing Nega and Egerton's performance in the film. She added, quote, I'm so grateful that my parents' story is finally being told, end quote. The production filmed uh, outside the actual Virginia jail where the couple had been incarcerated and inside the actual courthouse where they had pleaded guilty for the, quote unquote, crime of being married director mm-hmm. jeff nichols was able to tell the story of the loving family as accurately as possible by relying on nancy uh Bersky's documentary the loving story which i talked about before um which captured many details of their private lives quote we had this beautiful documentary footage unearthed from the mid-1960s where we got to go into their home and see them and watch them wow. uh, end quote uh, because much of the dialogue actually comes straight from the documentary, the writer's branch of the uh, AMPAS determined that uh, Loving should be, um, should complete the adapted screenplay category for the Academy Awards. Yeah. Uh, it's the first feature film to be officially screened at the smithsonian institutes uh national museum of african-american history and culture in washington dc and you can watch it i think you can still watch it on netflix Mm -hmm. um but you can rent it on youtube apple tv voodoo amazon prime video redbox also you know what um we say all these like streaming services if you happen to have a dvd player you could probably get it at your local library yeah my library has literally like
0: walls of of dvds yeah and if you've got um, a red box near you too like if you do have a little bit of money because they're constantly doing like oh a dollar 25 off a dvd rental and the dvd rentals are like three bucks yeah so it's like okay cool it's cheaper than renting it from like amazon or whatever exactly. and you get to hold on to it for longer and you get to
1: be at your own house and not wear mm-hmm. pants mm-hmm.
0: that's, that's the, the best
1: part um, there's also a 2018 miniseries called The Loving Generation, and the description says, The Loving Generation tells the story of a generation of Americans born to one black parent and one white, white parent. Their narratives provide a fascinating and unique window into the borderland between blackness and whiteness, and in mm-hmm. some cases, explode fixated ideas on race and identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch it with a premium subscription for the Roku channel and Amazon Prime Video. There is a book called Virginia Hasn't Always Been for Lovers, Interracial Marriage Bands and the Case of Richard and Mildred Loving by Phil Newback. It has a 4.03 out of 5 on Goodreads and a 4.1 out of 5 on Amazon. There is um, an album, a 2009 album by singer-songwriter Nancy Griffith, uh, her 19th studio album, it's called The Loving Kind, uh, where she wrote the song after hearing, uh, f- sorry, after reading Mildred Loving's obituary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's also a song by satirist Roy Zimmerman uh, that also came out in 2009 called The Summer of Loving. It's based on the case. There is a Loving v. Virginia opera that is Ooh. scheduled to premiere at the Harrison Opera House in Richmond, Virginia in 2025. I'm into that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I think we've like I think I mentioned maybe one or two other cases that we've talked about that have like an opera associated with it, which I'm always very fascinated yeah, very when that rare. happens. Yeah. We
0: and that is opera. that's my that's my episode. That was uh, I'm really glad that we covered something that was so uplifting. Um but it's a bummer just... what what
1: led to it, but that they came out on top and that it's affected so many people positively. Yeah. Um, yeah is is really really nice and um my palette cleanser i just wanted to get in there before we give our uh goodbyes and everything mm-hmm. um i have two uh, i th- these these have been on my uh my list i have a list of palette cleansers now just to pick from because i don't <laughs> want to forget uh, but they've smart. been on my they've been on my list um since i started making it and then i was like oh what better time to talk about them now uh two black queer comedians that i absolutely love um gerard carmichael which people might know right now he recently hosted the golden globes and was oh, fucking phenomenal yeah
0: oh he was great um,
1: yeah, it was just announced that he'll be working on an HBO comedy documentary series, so I want to check that out. Hell yeah! He has a bunch of specials on HBO, but you have to watch Ruth That is his okay. most recent special on HBO. It's beautiful. It's funny, but it's gorgeous. Directed by Bo Burnham. Hell yeah! It's it's just so
0: gorgeous. It's I'm, I'm I can't it to I can't right I now. can't
1: rave about it enough. It is so good, and um, another one. Uh, sam j she was a writer for I, I don't know if she still is she was a writer for snl um the she has a special on netflix called three in the morning uh which i like i'll watch like i watch almost all comedy specials on netflix because like why not and half of them are like the you just exhale out of your nose laugh <laughs> this one had me like full laughing like she is Ooh. so fucking funny like oh, every Every joke lands. Every joke hits. It is so good. Her special at 3 a.m. and uh, three in the morning on Netflix. Uh, she also has a series called Pause on HBO and uh, Bust Down on Peacock. And she's great. So Hell Sam yeah. J. and Gerard Carmichael.
0: Awesome. Check both
1: of them out. They're yeah, so yeah. I just
0: added them to my list. Yes, especially
1: if you need a good funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's great. That's that um you can go to our website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com i'm trying to update that a little bit more i'm like getting into it um but regardless you can go to the um like our little about section on there and you can find Mm -hmm. the link to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also our Patreon where you can support us for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And you can get episodes early. You can get shout outs. Uh, You can hang out with us. Um, You can also... Uh, there's a special channel in our Discord for Patreon supporters. True. If you want to join our Discord, you don't have to be a Patreon supporter. Uh, you could just be a lurker. Um, but you have to DM us on any of our social media to get the invite link to our Discord. It is super fun. Something I've been doing recently uh, on our pod discussions channel of our Discord is mm-hmm. I will post a little GIF spoiler on Mondays. Yes. and I've been uh, loving it. Like A this very is so out of context... Good. A very out-of-context spoiler for the episode that's coming out, and I love when people speculate what it
0: is Mm -hmm. based on a stupid little GIF that I post. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see what the GIF is for this
1: episode. I'm so excited. You know what? Um, You
0: know, the only thing that could make it better is if you called it a fucking GIF like it was meant to be. No, I won't do that. (laughs) I won't be doing that.
1: The withering look I just got. I'm 30. uh, I don't need to... I don't need to change how I say things now.
0: That's what my 90-something-year-old grandma says, too. I agree. I yeah. agree. Old ladies, man. I am old. I'm an old lady.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's fucking freezing here today, and I'm I can't sorry. wait to be on a beach in a couple weeks. So. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> Bye. Hell yeah. Uh, are we saying goodbye I mean, now? I, I was going to say, uh, like, are we buying? I'm, I'm okay with it. I just, I don't know. Do you know. have anything to abrupt. say to the people before we leave? um everybody be nice to every- to everybody just be kind to one another um shitty world is shitty so make it a little less shitty for somebody else and yeah. wash your hands wear a mask um get stay your, home get your, if you're feeling sniffly yeah yeah get your, get you get your health in order get your mental health in order go see a therapist definitely um yeah and don't use better health to do it. Um, and I don't know. Be nice to animals. Um, yeah. And and just be re- be real chill. All right. Be a nice dude. Okay. Love is love. Huh? Bye. Bye. Bye.